Right now, you can get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the all-new Samsung Galaxy S10 included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and an 18-month lease. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after $22.50 a month credit. Apply within two bills. If canceled earlier, main balance due unlimited basic after $6.30.20. Pay $32 per month per line for five lines with auto-pay data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums. Use rules and restrictions apply. This is episode 60. This is the Hood Geniuses Podcast. I'm Ms. 100. There would be no Lady T today. She couldn't make it. So shout out to Lady T. With this episode, I have with me two of my previous guests from episode... No, I'm sorry. Season 1. If y'all remember, I have Maxanne Gooden and I have Neka Anoa. I know I always mess your name up, Neka, but it's all good. Uh You peoples. You know what I'm saying? So, Maxanne Gooden, she's a founder, executive director of Women of Valor, a female mentoring program, and she's also the founder of the Job World Memorial Scholarship Foundation. Um, and I had also, like I said, I have NECA with me. She's a physician assistant. Y'all see I didn't say her last name, but um, <laughs> NECA is a phys- physician assistant in the medical world. You know what I'm saying? Um, I have my connections to the medical world, so... Ladies, please say your salutations, hellos, or whatever, your greetings, however you want to do this. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Maxine, um, and it's a pleasure to be back on Hood Geniuses, so I'm pretty excited. How you doing, everybody? My name is Neka, pronounced Oni Anwa. <laughs> As Jamil said, I am a physician assistant, and um, my special interests include women's health, women's reproductive health, particularly in the pediatric and adolescent age range. Gotcha. Nice. Okay. So today's episode, I got these two lovely women with me today because... The focus is going to be on gun violence in America and how does it affect the urban community. You know, not only in the urban community, as far as uh, black people that I'm talking about, African-Americans, we have so many issues and struggles we got to deal with on a daily from our own, you know, problems within our own community and dealing with the police and all that. We're going to actually address all that kind of stuff on this episode um, before we begin, begin though, I have to shout out to all the people that's been buying the t-shirts and the hoodies. We have uh, much merch coming soon and also the website is coming soon. So shout out to all those people that actually been copping their hoodies and their and t-shirts, yo. I really appreciate it. Thank you and keep supporting. And also follow the Hood Geniuses Podcast on Instagram at Hood Geniuses Pod and on Twitter at Hood Geniuses Pod. And you can email us at hoodgeniusespod at gmail.com thanks so let me start this episode this past november during a thanksgiving holiday our guest maxan lost her young king jason sorry jason right jason amad Patton due to gun violence i had the pleasure to meet this guy you know what i'm saying he was very intelligent Full of life, love, talent, a super athlete on the football field, which, you know, me and him had several conversations with. That was our connection, the football thing. He had this great love for football, and and it was just awesome. I used to see him talk about it, and I would just watch in astonishment, like, damn, you know, it's it's, it's good to see a young man that have that much passion for something, because he didn't only just have a passion for it, but... He was, what really got me was he was helping the youth. He's a youth, and he's actually helping the youth on football and being an inspiration for them, telling them they can do it, you know, never hold back, go for your dreams. And this, this young man was only 18, you know what I mean? And he's, you know, he he brought life to a lot of people that was out here that seemed and seemed lifeless, you know what I mean? So, um, plus... I'm leaving out the fact that he was an honor student. Definitely got to mention that. He was on his way to college. Scholarships and everything. I mean, this is like a mother's dream or father's dream to have this kind of young man as their son. You know, and um, he, you know, you know, sad that, you know, the tragedy happened like that. But um, 
that's what this platform is about. The Hood Geniuses is touching on, you know, things that's going on in the community that's just sometimes not getting the light that it deserves. And I'm glad Maxan actually provided the Hood Geniuses podcast this opportunity to discuss this. You know, this is her personal pain. She didn't have to do this. Real talk. She could have said, no, nah, I'm cool. But Maxan's a fighter. You know what I'm saying? She, she... You know, she deal with it a lot, but you wouldn't even be able to tell. If you was in her presence, she stays smiling. Her energy is good all the time. You wouldn't even be able to tell. Um, but, Maxanne, I'm going to let you um, get on the mic because um, she has a lot going on as far as not just the loss of her son, but she just took that and turned it into some blessings. So um, I'm going to share the story for those of you that um, don't know the story. So my son, um, last November, during the Thanksgiving holiday, he went to go stay with his sister on his dad's side for um, holiday break. Um, He messed his knee up playing football. And so he was unable to attend school and he wanted to kind of get out the house. So when he asked me to go stay with her in Harrisburg, which he has done numerous times before, you know, I said, okay. Um, And I let him go. And, um, he was going probably like a week before a week, like a week and a half before this incident happened. So basically what happened was he, um, he was at his sister's, um, and he was apparently shot by, um, his sister's boyfriend's brother, um, who is, um, a felon, um, who was not supposed to have a firearm because he is a convicted felon and who wasn't even supposed to be in Harrisburg, um, at the time. Um, and so as I know right now, because it's still an open case, um, thank God that they quit the person. Um, but as of right now, um, the girlfriend, um, the brother's girlfriend, had brought the gun that killed my son. And apparently the story is that he just didn't like my son, which I find to be BS. Um, but the true story will come out, um, as the court process, um, goes. Um, and, um, so it was a Saturday morning when I got the phone call from his dad, um, calling me, I praise dance. And, um, I was actually on my way to practice and his dad called me Saturday morning and was like, we have to go to Harrisburg. Josh's son's been shot. And to get that phone call, I, I couldn't process it. Um, I, I just, I, I just couldn't process it. I'm like, no, I'm still going to praise dance practice. This ain't happening. And he's trying to tell me the story. And at that point, I didn't want to hear the story anymore. I just was like, you know, I hung up. I said, I'll call you back. And basically, what I did was I started googling um, shootings in Harrisburg, and um, it was a few that night which is crazy um and it was a number and I called that number and I said um my son's father has called me we're from Philadelphia he's in Harrisburg visiting his sister he's 18 years old um I I don't he's been shot I don't know where he is and I need help so um the person was like we'll have someone give you a call back um so an hour passed someone called me back and matter of fact it was a coroner that calls me And he said, um, I'm almost 90% sure we have your son. And again, I'm still not processing it. And he's like, well, can you describe a tattoo? At that moment, um, I only could describe one because my brain was still not processing it. So he said, I'm going to have a detective call you back in about three hours, three or four hours. Meanwhile, I'm pacing and I'm just like, all right, God, I'm thinking all these crazy things. I'm just like, all right, God, you know, whatever way it's going to be, just let me know where he is. I need to know where he is, whichever way it goes. Um, so maybe about four hours past, no phone call. I called back. And um, meanwhile, in between, I'm calling his phone and calling his phone. No one's answering. And so I called the coroner's office back and I was like, I I just talked to someone three hours ago. I'm still waiting for someone to call me back. And I was like, you know, I need to find my son. And, um, so they were like, um, well, they was like, we're, we're certain this is your son. And I'm like, um, you know, I'm like, okay. So he's like, were you just calling his phone? And I said, yeah. And he said, yeah, this is your son. We know this is your son because it keeps ringing and mom keeps coming up. And when I tell you that pain was unbelievable and I just fell out, but it's so crazy how, um, I I used to watch the news and, um, I see our children dying and it would touch my heart so much. 
But to be a person that has to live through that and see your son on the news, I can't even express um, the feeling. I, I don't. I, I can't even explain it. And um, especially when you know you've done everything right, it's it's really a, a hard pill to swallow. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The saddest thing about this is, um, like I said, he was a great young king, and I, you know, I have one child. I, I can't even imagine being in your shoes. And I even to this, I mean, this happened in November. I don't even think I still be able to be have some type of life in me the way you have right now that you're displaying, especially everything that you have going on. Um, we'll get into that a little later, but. I just want to ask y'all, what what do y'all think about like, you know, is because everything that you mentioned, far as the guy being on a run, he don't even he wasn't supposed to be in this state. Like, not only is the justice system failing us, but you know, our people are angry with each other. Like, why are we so angry with each other? It's a lot of misplaced anger that they just quick to kill. I remember when I came up. It was put your fist up before yeah. you pull your gun up. You know what I'm saying? So now it's like, okay, they'll go get a gun first, shoot, don't even kill if they get a body. And then they do like three years in jail and come home and you be wondering like why, you know, because they look at it like, oh, I could do this. You know, there's several cases out there where people didn't court bodies and they home in like less than 10 years. I'm not saying that, you know, um, People don't change or whatever, but under God's law, you took somebody's life. Right, life for life. Can I, can I You know what I'm saying? In some countries, they have that. Um, with what you said about what's going on, why are people so angry? I think it's it's a mixture of being angry and not knowing how to handle your anger. And I think it also comes from home. You know, everything stems from home. If you're not really raised... I don't want to use the word right. I guess that's too PC. But if you're not really, if you're a parent and you're not telling your children how they should act, what they should do, how they should handle their problems, then they may become a product of their environment or they may be influenced by people around them that don't know how to act or don't know how to treat each other or don't know how to handle their own anger. So they see that, you know, this person is using a gun. Maybe that's how I should solve my problems instead of actually saying, okay, what is the problem? Why am I angry? Why can't I just go to this person and say, listen, you made me angry over this, that, and a third. Instead, they're just quick to go with their emotions and shoot to kill. So, I mean, is that something you guys are parents? I'm not. Do you guys teach your kids about how they should handle certain situations? Yes. Um, without resorting to violence? Well, it's, you know, um, Nika, that's a, it's a thin line. Okay. It really is because you have bullies in school. Right. Um, I know you know that, I know you know how, how this works. If you the punching bag and you never punch back, mm-hmm. you're going to continue to be that punching bag and right. get walked on. So at some point, naturally, it's in eight. And I don't know if I'm saying that word right, but y'all know what I'm saying. Yeah, but, um, it's in us to actually fight back if you're being harmed. Yeah. You know, survival or the fittest. So it's a thin line when you actually, you know, have your kids and you telling them like, okay, you in school and such and such did what? They hit you for what? For no reason? You know, of course you, you well, I do. I, tell, I have told my daughter, you have to say something to the people that's in charge first. Because they, you know, with our kids, they'll kick you out. They'll give you a record, all that. So I say the approach is tell tell somebody, tell your superior first before you do you do something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because at least you made it known that this action happened to you, and your your reaction wasn't to punch back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's but it's a thin line though, because in the heat of the moment, we don't know our kids are still they still little they little people. You know what I'm saying? So. A, whether they little ones or big ones, you know, in the, in the heat of the moment, you get sucker punched or hit in the back of your head. Your natural action might be to go chase that person down and beat right. them up. Right. So it, that's kind of tricky. I think you know what I mean? It's, but, a, it's a difference 
To be honest, yeah. Like, I always tell my kids, someone hit you, yes, hit them back. Mm-hmm. But the difference is, when you're raised in a house with morals, when you're raised in a house with love, when your parent is setting an example, yeah, we all get angry, you know what I'm saying? But you're not going to pull out a gun and take somebody's life because right. morally, you know that's wrong. Right. You know? So, there is a difference with saying, okay, somebody hit you, hit them back, then, okay, I'm just going to shoot you. There's it's totally different morals. The two, you can't compare the two. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still remember, and this is this is how morally... Um, right, my son was. I remember the story he told me. He was he in high school, and he said, um, you know, he's like these little one ninth and tenth grader rumbling, everybody standing around, and he said, I think he said the ninth grader was bigger than a tenth grader. He was like, so you know, mom, we just all standing around. He was like, you know, I didn't do nothing because you know they got to get the anger out. We understand that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But what my son did say, he said that the what happened was the bigger guy knocked the littler guy out. He said, and then he went to commence and stomping on his head. My son stepped in and grabbed the guy and the guy put his head back and headbutt him. He had a busted lip. He said, mom, he said, I let them rumble and I watched it like everybody else. He said, but I was not going, he already knocked out. He was like, I was not going to let him stomp on his head. And he said, once I grabbed dude, then anybody else was trying to help out. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, I looked at him and I said, I did something right. You know, so it's like, but my son wasn't no punk either. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's okay to not be no punk, but it's when you're raised in a morally right um, household, no matter where you come from. Because like I said, we from North Philly. You know what I'm saying? But I still raised my boys correctly. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean when I was asking, like, sorry. That's what I meant when I was asking, like, does it really begin at home? It's the foundation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the way that parents raise their kids, and then you have some parents that, I hate to say this, are too young to be parents, mm-hmm. and they're not raising their children. Mm-hmm. So their children are being raised by, you know, the influences on the street, mm-hmm. and they'll see these people that, like I said, are influences or quote-unquote role models, and they see them with the guns, and they see them with the flashy cars and the bling or whatever, and they want to emulate that person. Mm-hmm. So then... What's the solution? You know, I mean, is the solution like what you're starting right now with the women of valor, having mentoring programs, you know, showing kids how to be adults, showing kids how to problem solve without getting into physical disputes? I don't know. That's something I just want to, sh- you know, throw out to you guys. No, no, that's good. That's, yeah, that is good. Um, I'm going to lean on what Max was saying as far as the household yeah. that that child is, is raised up in. Because everything counts. That how you know the parents is the first role models, right. point blank. Whether they good role models or bad role models, you know you got some parents that talk to their kids violently mm. with nothing but negativity and profanity, right. and thinking that's going to help. Sometimes that they don't even hear that because they don't even hear that because they just looking at your negative. Your negative um, mannerisms. Yeah. So that energy is like just going to come right back in them, right. and they're going to transfer some somewhere else. So just on the um, the speech side of things can be a problem sometimes. And then the stuff that they watch you doing. If if that child seeing Jerome, his father, bringing guns in the house back and forth, illegal guns, and you know what I'm saying, and doing like ill things he can create that culture now you grooming like a little criminal you know what i'm saying and 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 i can actually um relate to that you know what i'm saying because i love my pop you know and i'm saying some personal shit but like (laughs) he would he had guns in the crib but but the foundation that i had the moral foundation i had that him and my mom put in me i knew not to touch them you know what i'm saying don't matter what he was doing, he might he he used to tell me, yo, you see this? This ain't good. You know what I'm saying? I didn't end up my business why he had it, but he would tell me like, yo, no, nah, don't touch this. Don't never, you know what I mean? He he would talk to me like a man, and I'd be like five years old. But that installed in me like instilled in me like, this is my foundation. I knew what was good and what was wrong. Um, I'm gonna actually throw some um, stats real quick. Some stuff that I came across, which I thought was crazy. I'm going to actually show y'all this, too. Um, and this is based on 2015. And it was just... It, 
comparing it to um, USA and the UK, and basically they had it said 270 million legal held civilian firearms versus four million legally in the UK. In the UK, wow. um, fi- firearms per person was like 88. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Yeah. Yeah, a hundred, yo, it's great. Almost a hundred firearms per person. It's crazy. Um, number of school shootings was uh, 59, and um, UK was zero. Um, people killed in gun incidents in USA in 2014 was 12,570, and in the UK it was 30. What? Yeah, yeah. When you look at these kind of numbers, um, I'm going to pass that around. Um, then I also came across this. It said, um, of all the murders in the United States in 2012, 60% were by firearm compared with only 31% in Canada, 18% in Australia, and just 10% in the UK. That's 2012. Then it says, um, so many people die annually from gunfire in the United States that the death toll between 1968 and 2011 eclipses all wars ever I fought. I saw that, yeah. I did now, see that report. That right there is like I mean that was that was only that they that was just to twenty eleven. So imagine, you know, nineteen sixty eight to now. You know what I mean? Um the numbers is crazy, you know, and that ain't even getting and touching on the um the African American community. Yeah. Um because I, I came across uh, something on the uh, the C D C I'm going to just say this, and then we, we I want to try our opinions on this stuff. Um, it says, CDC data show that within the nation's cities, African Americans are on average eight times more than likely to be killed by far, firearms than those who are white, Caucasians. So, yeah. And, I, and you know, people say it's got the conspiracies out there. But here's the thing. Because, yes, I do. I, I am all about the conspiracies. But I do enough research to know it, there is some truth behind these conspiracies. But on the other hand, just because some guns are stoned to you, because they do want us to kill each other, you don't got to use them. Right. I don't give You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck. Like, cut it. You know what I'm saying? It's evil. You being evil. You know what I'm saying? We already know drugs was placed here. It was a form of the wipe us out. You know, we, we can go on for days to talk about that kind of stuff. But we as our people, we got to do better. We want to always point the finger at the white man this, the white man that. No, 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 no. Listen, we came far enough to actually do well on our own and to, and to, to and better ourselves. But we don't want to. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, Maxine, we had several talks about that. You go ahead. Yeah, because I, I was just, I, I swear, I be like, it's just, it's self hatred um, mm. we have amongst each other, number one. And number two, there are programs out here that are out here to help children. But do parents take advantage of them? No. And I'm going to say for my woman of valor, it's like I almost had to basically beg parents to, like, you know, put their children in it. Why would you not want to put your child in something that's going to teach them to love themselves and teach them, you know, good morals and good values? If you know what I mean, we're, we as parents, we are busy. We got to work. We got to be parents. But here I'm, I have a program that you can put your daughter into, you know, that will give her an outlet to talk. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you don't give them an option. You say this is where you're going and that's just right. that. You know, and so it's like there are programs out here. You know, another thing is we'll get into it later, but I have a scholarship foundation um, that I started for my son. And it's like I'm back, like, listen, I have this scholarship and this scholarship is is um, it's a football thing and it helps inner city kids to get paid registration fees or, you know, get equipment. You know, I got to practically break my neck or make people want this money. Like, I don't I'm not understanding. Like, why is that? Well, let me let me let me ask you. Like, what do you think the resistance is? What is your gut feeling? Hmm. You know what I think? I think I think I think I think. Hmm. 
you know what I think? I'm, I'm a, I think that people aren't used to sometimes these services being available. And it, because it, it brings me back to when I first started Woman of Valor and I went up to this little girl. She was out, at, she was on her porch and I had a flyer and I went up to her and I was just like, hey, you know, I'm starting this program for young women between the ages of 12 and 18. You know, talk, talk, you know, tell your mom about it. Her facial expression was like of confusion. Mm. You know what I mean? And you probably didn't know what mentor means. Yeah, so it's it's oh, wow. yeah, so it, it's yeah. yeah, so it's just like um, you know, I just feel like sometimes people they're so used to things being a certain way that they I don't think outside the box. Is correct. Really correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, it's yo, it's crazy. You said. For your women of valor mentoring program, that's like pulling teeth with the parents. But on the other hand, they can go send their daughters to go learn how to shake their ass and some dancing classes, some shit like that. And I ain't talking about the ballet. You know, they got the hip hop classes. You know what I'm saying? They twerking and all that bullshit. You know, that's what I was just. I just was saying all them social ills within our community. It has to change. You gotta, it's like you said, you you providing a lane for, for, for nothing but positivity, providing a, a foundation that'll help with that parent. And you gotta drag them to the program. That's crazy. And that's something positive. Like, I'm gonna always continue to go back on what I said. People love negativity, they just love negativity. And because they built, they built these, these, uh, these personal cultures of that they don't wanna get out, what you just were saying. They don't want to get out of their own that 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 negative bullshit. Okay, so what I was just gonna follow up. Do you guys think, and I don't this is a disclaimer, I'm not trying to bash any kind of reality television, so please don't try to say me. No, <laughs> yeah. But what I was gonna say is like, do you think that, you know, with shows like Real Housewives and, you know, hip hop wives, a lot of these females are being influenced to think and behave on the level of these people who are claiming to be real people that are actually scripted characters. Okay. And they're seeing this as glamorous because they're seeing that these people are very shiny and shimmery and have the bling. Whereas like you said, Maxanne, if you come up to them with a positive, you know, outlook and you're trying to offer them something that will lift them up, they weigh the Real Housewives against yep. <laughs> the yep. women of valor, right. and they yeah. say which one is more commercially acceptable. Mm. You know, mm. how do you guys feel about that? Like, do do you see that that having something to do with it? That was good. That was that was really good because yeah. if I was, and I'm just gonna say no, no, no thing against Cardi B or nothing like right. that. Right. But if I was Cardi B and I came up with a flyer, hey, women of valor, they, they'd have been all in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like I'm outside the norm. Here I am, just someone, my light already shining, I'm just normal. They're like, uh, you know what yeah. I mean? Right. You know, which but is you crazy. It's crazy that you mentioned her. Like, if you was able to get the opportunity to come into her circle and she found out about your program, she would support it. Exactly. Because, yes. you know, at first, I'm like, man, who is this? You know, I didn't really accept it too much because I, you know, I'm a music head. Y'all know that. And I'm like, I don't feel her music. But I started like looking at some of the stuff she yeah. she would stand yeah. up for. And I was like, okay, she, she ratchet and hood. But I got more deeper than looking at her. I'm like, I'm starting to think she put on that as an act to sell herself. But really, behind that, when the camera's off, she really, she intelligent. Because you got to have some type of intelligence to run businesses. She got businesses and stuff like that. She in these meetings with these record labels, getting her money. So she ain't that, she ain't dumb what she appears to be. And just by the stuff that she be saying on her little social media, she she throw the little stuff in there. But for the most part, it's ratchet. But that's what... Our culture love yeah. now. That's 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 the selling thing right now. Like I can, I, I'm a, y'all know I'm I'm one of the realest people y'all probably gonna meet, right? And I can honestly say the numbers is doing well with the podcast and the listeners. But I guarantee you, I'm glad y'all on this episode. But I guarantee y'all, this job probably won't do that well because it's we talking some real talk right now. You feel me? And I'm just throwing it out there, like. When when we had some real stuff topics on this joint, like not saying not knocking all the other episodes, but yeah, I'm in my bag right now. But I'm just it just really irks me when I look at these numbers behind the scene, and I'm like, yo, we we provide all types of stuff, but 
when we had these more serious episodes, I think they sh- they should be heard because we common folk talking, having our opinions, and we saying some very very knowledgeable things that I think everybody can learn something from. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, I'm heated a little heated. I, right? <laughs> I um, and what you said about Cardi B is correct, correct. But what my thing is here. The inner city youth don't see that side. They're not going to do that research. They need to see that side. They don't. It's okay. Like I love like Cardi B is real. Like, yes. But when you get to the inner city youth, they're not going deep into that side. They're looking at the, the quote unquote ratchet side. And that's the side they're going to follow. Now that I have a problem with, but you know, and and so again, like they got to see the other side. Go ahead and ask the question again. What is it that attracts people to that? Is it just the sensationalism? Mm-hmm. Is it just the the polish that these people seem to have? Is it the numbers that they draw in? What what is it that makes us more attracted to negativity and ratchetness than something that's positive? It's the, I think it's the norm. It's what's popping, as the kids say. This is what's popping. Yes. Yep. Um. Like I was saying, like, yeah, my answer to your question is people are addicted to attention. You know, like, I got a quote, Fabulous. He said, attention is the root of evil now, not money. Mm. And oh, wow. when when I heard wow. that, that, that lyric stuck out, and I'm like, damn, that's so on point. He's right. Mm-hmm. Every, I mean, you look at social media, yo, you know. Selfies. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> but it's just people get addicted to it. You know what I'm saying? You know, so... You got to fast from that stuff. You got to put the phone on airplane mode sometimes. I know I definitely do. I got to put it on air because I'm a product of that. I easily get addicted to it. I start scrolling on one joint. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I'm keeping it real. Yo, yo, look. Yeah, I'm I'm keeping it real. Like, I can, I can, listen, I'm not flawless. Like, I get on that job, I start promoting. (laughs) But then then I get stuck like, whoa, what the... This is stupid. This is hilarious. Yeah. You know, but then it's like, all right, let me come get back you on my that. shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's so many um, distractions yeah. nowadays. You know, that's what I, that's, that's the key word for, for everything that you, you, you was talking about. It's, just, it's these distractions. You know, um, we, we, you just got to fast from it, yo, for real. Um, but it's a couple of um, questions. I wanted to ask you, Max. Um, well, Max, first your question, and then as a whole, I want to get your opinion about something. But I want to ask you, Max, for everything that you got going on with the Women of Valor and the Memorial Foundation, Job World, hashtag that. Y'all search that on Insta, Instagrams, all the social media. But um, where do you find the strength and the energy to push forward, to go... <laughs> To go with, you know, everything that you're doing. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I swear, I always say spirituality is the key and God for me is the key. When I tell you it's only by his strength, man, that has kept me going. Um, That's the only thing I can say. Like, I know that... um. That there is a bigger picture. I know that, and as I said before, I always always say there is always purpose for your pain. And so, you know, what I decided to do was take the pain and the anger that I had about what happened towards my son and put it into something positive and and turn it into a positive light. Like I tell people all the time, we don't have control over what happened. I, I'm mad. I wish I could change it. I can't do nothing about it. It has happened, but we have control over what we do going forward. And so I just, you know, I pray all the time. And I'm just like, all right, God, what, 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 you know, what do you want me to do? Like, what can I do with this pain? Um, and it's nothing but God's strength, man. And, and also just knowing how many children have been taken away in the inner city, it's like I realized that I have God knew God knows your life from the end to the beginning. He knows what you're going to go through. And so during your life, he's equipped you to be able to handle certain things. So I realized at this moment in my life that things that I've been through 
has equipped me for this moment. So Woman of Valor came from pain. You know, I went through a lot in my life, you know, and that's built me to be what I am today with the death of my son. And so, um, I'm, I'm, I'm equipped for this. I realize the strength also comes from me just knowing I have to be a voice for the voiceless. I have to be the strength for the strengthless, for people that lost children years ago and are still mourning. They can't speak. They can't say their son's name. I say my son's name every day, Jason Amai Patton, and I'm going to continue to say his name and continue to tell his story because that gives me strength and that keeps him alive. And again, I can't change what happened, but I can change what's going to happen going forward. That's what I have control over. Yes, I'm still hurting. Yes, I am angry. Yes, I want to tear. Realness, I'm from North Philly. I want to tear some stuff up. Especially in the beginning, I wanted to go for some blood. I did. But the thing that held me was my faith in God. And God's like, vengeance is mine. And I've looked back over my life and know that everything that has came against me, God handled it. So I know that full justice is going to be served. And I keep praying on that and be like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah. You um you mentioned you wanted to be a voice for a lot of the other parents who have lost children. Have you joined any kind of groups of mothers who have lost children to gun violence? You're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't per se joined any groups. I will say this: God uses you. Do you know me? Just showing my strength. How so many people are watching. How so many people have inboxed me on my Facebook, inboxed me on my Instagram and say, your strength is amazing. Um, There were so many things that have happened between dreams after my son has passed. I shared a lot of that stuff, which showed people that there is a heaven, you know, and so many people commented was like, I needed that because they've lost someone and just thought life ended there, which it doesn't. So whatever I go through, I share it because that's giving other people strength. You know, um, I have a, a, a young lady in my church who um, her son um, was murdered last year. And now we talk. Um, I have met so many women that have lost children, but because of my strength, I'm their strength. So we talk. You know what I mean? I haven't joined any groups per se. Because some of, I'm going to tell you a lot, some groups are bitter women. Some groups are women that cannot get past it. So they're bitter and they're angry. So I don't get involved in any groups. I just say, God, whoever you want me to touch, he's going to send them to me. And that's who I'm going to touch. Um, I have, though, um, I was on channel uh, Boys Latin, which is my son's high school. They had an um, anti-gun violence um, rally about two weeks ago with Senator Williams. And I did speak, and we were on channel 10, I did speak about gun violence Actually, this Saturday, um, I am going to go on a bus trip from Philadelphia. It's an anti-gun violence thing with women that have lost children. And we're actually taking a bus over to Washington. So I will be going this Saturday. So I have, um, you know, done different things. Like I said, I haven't uh, joined any groups because I just know that who God wants you to touch, he's going to bring them to you. You don't have to go searching. Yeah. Well... Answer my question. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Um, I want to ask y'all, what was your opinions on this past week? You had the national school walkout where the students oh. stood up against, yeah. you know, the gun violence in America. Mm-hmm. You know, they they rallied together. I didn't know nothing about it. It happened Wednesday, uh, this past Wednesday, um, at 10 a.m. Was it March 14th? Mm-hmm. I was at work, y'all know. I'm at well, y'all know where I work. I ain't mentioning that. <laughs> but um Broad Street, you know, all this noise. I was like, oh damn, what's going on? It's like, oh the, the kids is rallying. Then I went went right on my phone and I seen the news gave me the thing, the uh notification. I said, Wow, this is you know you gotta think about this, right? Them kids, this generation, which your son was actually included in this generation, they fight us. Mm-hmm. Oh, if, yes. if y'all remember a few oh. years back that down in Baltimore, that was all kids out there mm-hmm. when you know they they Ray. yeah that yeah. situation. Okay. I'm not saying that was good, right? You know, fucking up your whole city, your town, taking away people people work in them Rite Aids and CVSs and all that. Mm-hmm. So you messing up people's money with that. But um, 
this generation, as far as the youth, they're fighters. And I'm talking about not what, what makes them different from us, from our generation is the white people, the white kids and the black kids, they blend together. Yeah. They, they more acceptable with each other yeah. versus how we came up. And I noticed that just doing the podcast and meeting um, certain individuals that's young. You know one of them, um, FYH. And just being around them and watching how they operate. They operate, you know, they network together. It's no separatism, you know. And that means something. Because all in all, we are humans. You know, generate the, the, the human, you know, human race is, is number one is a human. God bless you whatever to be whatever color or race you are that it is what it is but they fighters i just want to know what what's your opinion on that okay um i thought it was a good thing i thought it was you know like you said from our generation i don't remember our generation ever doing anything like that you know and i am the same age as the columbine killers i was a senior in high school when all that went down and i don't remember anything you know Man, the response. You was, a, you was a senior in high school. I went down in ninety nine. Yeah, Damn, I was a loser. Shut up. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> anyway, I was a loser. No. But, but, go ahead. but um, just do me back. Um, yeah, yeah. I was a senior in high school. I remember the only thing that my my high school did at that time was we wore black ribbons. As a way of memorializing the kids that were killed, um, but I have to say that I, I'm, and I don't know the young lady's name who made a speech down in Florida. She had a buzz cut. Um, anyway, she was talking about the NRA financing the campaigns of a lot of the politicians and how she felt so offended that these politicians were accepting money from the NRA and not really doing anything about violence with teens and I thought that that was just so profound like this young girl who's 17 or 18 years old is speaking in front of all of this media you know and talking about how this has affected her and um, she's speaking directly to these politicians that takes a lot of balls you know I don't remember being that ballsy I don't remember being that ballsy right now you know so I thought it was good but another thing another point that I wanted to bring up I don't know if you all saw when this happened this um, national school walkout on you're smiling. I don't know if you know what I'm about to say on Wednesday, there was one particular school. I forgot where the school was where only one student walked out this African-American student. No, I, I I think it was a, one of the suburb schools, but he was the only student that walked out. He put it on Twitter saying that, you know, my teacher allowed me to walk out, but nobody else in my school wanted to join me. And I thought that that was so profound, you know, that just that one person made a difference, put himself on social media and said, you know what, I'm standing with all the other kids in the U.S. who are walking out about violence. Um, Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's great. The only other thing that I have to criticize, not the kids, but the response of a lot of the politicians, a lot of the um the Republican GOP politicians were really critical of these kids stating that these kids were, you know, just puppets for the democratic, Mm. um, politicians, which I thought was such an insult to the kids, you know, because these kids are kids who actually have lost comrades. They've lost peers and to belittle their effort. It just, in my mind, it's just very insulting. You know, we've all been guaranteed the right to protest, but you're just going to sweep what they're doing under the rug and saying that they're doing it for political purposes. I thought that was just very shallow, mm. you know. Yeah, um, I seen something where a young guy was, the well, when the shooting, shootings happened in Florida mm-hmm. and the 18 people that got killed, the young guy stood up to the governor. You seen that? No, no. Young okay. kid, young um, Caucasian kid. Mm-hmm. He was going back and forth with the governor, like, "Yo, you accepted money from the NRA for your <laughs> for you your campaigns. Yeah. Please tell me you're going to stop accepting their money yeah. and lobby for us mm-hmm. for stricter gun because you know Florida is just this is an open carry state. It's just loose. Mm-hmm. You know, all the some of the biggest, you know, um, 
situations happen down in Florida. Y'all know Trayvon and all the other yeah. stuff. It's open carry state, and they laws are so loose. So they trying to say because of you know them kids that got killed in that high school. They like yo, the government you got to do something. Do you remember what the governor's response was? He just he the, the young guy court had him. His his response was like yeah well. You know, I have meetings with them, and I talk to them. And he never said he was going to stop taking their right, money. He right. said, "I talk to them, and what you guys got to know is, I'm for you. Mm. I'm for you. I'm for you, the people." I'm like, oh, "Yo, geez. these politicians, yo, yes. they so uh, trained, they well trained, yes. and, and they, they use clever speech to make it seem like you know they are on the side of the victim." Nah, they trained. Right. Nah, what we need to do is go like back in the day and just overthrow government. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we voted men. We need to just really get hood and just overthrow and start yeah. over. Like I seriously. People don't realize that if if we don't vote, what happens? We condition to think we need to vote. If you ain't happy with how they, you know, running this company, we ain't got to vote. They said we got the right to vote, right? We got the right to not to vote, too. So if you don't vote, what, what happens? They, don't they need our vote? We gotta, we gotta, you know, at some point we gotta change this. You know what I'm saying? We gotta force change. We can't just be just like you said, the generational curses and just going through the motions because that's what we was told to do. Go vote on voting day. Don't even care who you voting for. Don't even know them. Know oh, nothing about you. them. They just hitting the switch. Oh, that's a Democrat. That don't mean because he, because you Democrat and he Democrat. That don't mean that person right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just crazy. You know, I, I, have to, I have to say, I know that we're getting off the topic here with the, uh, the whole Democrat-Republican thing, but... Um, when it comes to a lot of these parties, do you find that maybe people within your own social circle are just voting straight on party, not because oh, yeah. they yeah. they yeah. know this person or like you said they've researched this person's mm-hmm. background? Mm-hmm. Why why do we do that? Let me point. Let me ask that to you guys. Because of the tradition. I, I know that that's a, a off the topic subject, but I just want to I want to ask you guys. Listen, yo, I'm gonna tell you. And you know, Neka, I told you, I didn't research a lot of this politics stuff, the, the, the way that this country was formed and all that. I'm cool. I don't even vote no more. You know, y'all can cuss me out, whatever. I don't care. I'm not voting no more because I'm from the hood, live in the hood, lived in the hood all my life. And if you open your eyes and peep this shit, it's just a different name and a different race with a different tie and color suit on they say the same shit since they've been saying in the 90s ain't nothing changed about my hood the hood actually got worse philly got worse ain't nothing but corrupt corrupt um politicians here you know what i'm saying soda tax for the schools what did that even make the schools one percent better no now they enter in the um the marijuana business. You know, if y'all you gotta peep. I'm born and raised here. Shop right, you can go get beer and wine now. To get real deep with it, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania's a Quaker state. You know, the polis the uh the um the Protestants. The product the, the Quakers was there, you know, they they Protestants. If y'all do the research on that, y'all just use the Google machine. Look up the Protestants and all that. But they they had strict religious law, and Pennsylvania was one of them last states, the Commonwealth. That's why you know we got clubs that close at two, and the um, wine and spirits don't even open on Sunday. But now they do. Yeah. Oh, okay. You feel me? Wine and spirits is open on Sunday now in Pennsylvania. And you gotta peep. You gotta peep the the the, the shift that's going on. How's Pennsylvania supposed to be like ruled by God's law, but all of a sudden now all the corruption that happened in the state and the city, Philadelphia, now y'all about to get into the medical marijuana. They 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 they, they cut um if you found with a, a bag of weed, now you don't go to jail, you just get a you get a fine. My homie back in the nineties, shout out Los if he listening, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh Look, he got that was his whole thing. He 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 looked up the red man and all that silly stuff. Smoking the weed with that, right? He got caught with a bag. He had the he got locked up. 
I ain't do no time like that, but it wasn't no fine. He had to go to classes and stuff like that. You know, it was it was they tried to make it serious, kinda. You know what I mean? He got it wiped off his record because it wasn't that serious. But now, shit, you smoke a stick of weed now, and then the cops just give you a, a fine, <laughs> like a ticket. Yo, you gotta peep all this stuff, yo. Well, you know what I'm saying? Say like, um, well, we gotta realize we in a time now where what was immoral is now moral. What was moral is now immoral. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, we're living in a time where things that we know is wrong are right. Um, and it is what it is. I, I feel like it takes us as parents and 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 just people that want to really have real change. To reach out to kids and whoever to to help make that change, it's not going to be done by no politicians. It's not going to be done. It's not going to be done by our political system. Period. It's up to us. So any always, uh, my prayer every day is God use me. Whatever it is, use me because. That's the only way we're going to make change. I may only be able to reach one person, but then that one person will reach somebody else. So we each each individually have to take on that responsibility of reaching out. Because we know that a lot of parents nowadays, let's be real, are too busy... I ain't going to say competing, but they on Instagram and Facebook along with their daughters taking these pictures. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Or hanging out in the streets, partying too. And no, that's not how it goes. So, you know, we know this is what's happening. So we have to take the responsibility to just kind of try to do what we can do. You know what I mean? And make an impact that way. Trust and believe you're going to reach some kids. You're going to have an impact somewhere. I know through this journey through my job world and through the journey through my woman of valor, I know certain kids I reach the impact on. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could be the littlest thing. Like, example, with my son's death and, matter of fact, my, my play daughter, we were talking today and she went to church with me today. And uh, we were talking last night and she basically was like, she never even knew or thought about, like, you know, the, um, how can I say, that we don't die. we Our spirit still lives on and in a heaven. She said, I didn't know that until I started spending time with you and talking to you. Wow. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Okay. Like wow. that littlest thing. Yeah. But it's like, that that's me being used again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like we, we have to individually, whatever our gifts are, we have to individually use them. And we're going to make an impact. You know? So let me let me just um, get back because I know I took us all the way off the topic. But your question was... How do or what did we feel about the students going out on March 14th? I know I answered it. I don't think you did. What was your? Uh, did you know about it? I did. Okay. And I, what was I, your your feeling? I'm gonna be honest. Like I knew about it. I watched some of it, but, but to be honest, it, I got so much going on. So in sure. this day, I kind of I, I take a peek and then I'm you know, yeah. um, I would just say that I love that our kids are fighters. I love that our kids are taking a stand um, for those type of things. Um, I can go back to, again, my son's school, Boys Latin, when we did the uh, gun violence and all of the boys that stood outside on the step with names of people that they've lost or with a slogan. And I, and they're all, that's a boys, all boys school. But to see that power, I was just like, wow. Do you understand? So it's like, that, and I'm going to go into my spiritual bag right now, but that's why the enemy has flooded. He's after our children because he knows their power. They have great power. But if the enemy continues to, um, our children are flooded with this nonsense music. They're flooded with this nonsense uh, uh, reality shows. It's going to keep them off the task. It's going to uh downplay the power that they really have they have power they have a lot more power but again that's why the enemy has flooded all of these things into our children yeah yeah you're exactly right um but yeah you know i'm about to start to wrap things up um but max you gotta let them know where um what you got going on with the job world foundation you have a job day coming up let the people know about that. So, um, uh, 
So again, I'm just gonna go back. I started. Um, I took my pain and made it into purpose. So what I did was I started a football memorial scholarship. Um, and what it is is every football season, I give away between 100 to 500 dollars to an inner city youth for registration fees or um, football equipment, whatever they may need. Um, and you just go on there. You can go on the website to donate. You can go on the website to nominate a kid. Um, and it's given back. They have to have a certain criteria. Um, all of that is on the site. Um, they have to say, have the same criteria that my son had in order to be eligible for the uh, the uh, scholarship. And I just got to put this out there because when I tell you I've been working hard, Malcolm Jenkins has also donated to my scholarship fund. And I was super excited. Yes, from the Eagles. Super Bowl, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Malcolm. Um, but yeah, I actually invited him to speak, but uh, he was unable to. When in a few days later, I had saw that he donated and I was super excited because it's like, all right, God, you working this out. Um, so that website is Ja World, J-A-H-W-O-R-L-D 18.org. Again, Ja World, one word, um, 18.org. Um, I am doing a job day on April 14th, um, which will be celebrating what would have been his 19th birthday. He would have been turning 19 on April 12th. Um, so, uh, I'm going to do a celebration and, and, and celebrate him on the 14th. Um, so on that day, Boys Latin is, um, they're holding a touch football game, um, at one o'clock at Boys Latin. And that night, um, we are doing, uh, Boys Latin is at 55th and Cedar Avenue. Um, that night I am doing a fundraiser celebration, um, uh, thing at, um, Thunderbird Lanes on Castor Avenue. The tickets are $25. Um, and we're going to just have a ball in celebration of Josh's son. And that money is also going to go to the Ja World uh, Memorial Scholarship. We'll have a DJ. I ran out the whole bowling alley. We're going to have a DJ. Um, food. That $25 includes, um, the bowling for three hours and your shoes. And again, the food, the DJ. I'm also going to have a video and photo person. And like they say, we're going to get lit for Josh's son. <laughs> Um, if you want to purchase tickets, uh, you can go on Eventbrite. It's under Jai Day. Um, or you can um, cash app uh, Jai's World 18 um, and get your tickets. Or you can contact me. Uh, my number is 267-237-6314. Um, and I can get you a ticket or just donate. Yep. So before we wrap this thing up, Neka, I'm going to need you to... You know, say your social media. Oh, sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then Maxanne, you gonna say your social media. Okay. All right. So um I'm Neka Oniawa again. I'm at Instagram. It's M S underscore N as in Nancy, a second N as in Nancy, E K A underscore O N I A N W A H. And I'm also Ms. Neka. Yeah, I know. <laughs> M S underscore N N E K A O N I A N W A. That's my Twitter. So I'm usually just on Twitter and Instagram. I just got back on Facebook, but to be Facebook. honest, Facebook yeah, I, I can't even remember what my Facebook name is. <laughs> so um, it's better to reach me on um, Instagram and Twitter. So I, I forgot my social media. Um, I don't have a Jai Day, a Jai, official Jai's World social media. However, you can um, still look up information about um, Jai World and stuff on my Woman of Valor. So that's Woman of Valor 74. Um, that's my Instagram and that's my Facebook. Um, also, you can hashtag um, Jai World and everything about Jai Worlds will come up. So definitely hashtag Jai Worlds um, and you'll see everything about Jai Worlds. <laughs> Yep, that's what I said, yo. Um, I want to thank you, lovely ladies, for being a guest on the Hood Geniuses podcast. I'm speaking extra slow right now because I'm nice, <laughs> but um, let's <laughs> my feet warm. You know, those who in my circle know when my feet warm and feeling good, they know what that means. You know what I'm saying? No freaky deaky, nothing, stuff like that. But they know. People in the circle know what that means. But once again, y'all, like like I said, providing this platform, I, I'm out here. Shout out Lady T, you know. Um, but 
this is this is good, yo. You know what I'm saying? This was a good episode. I like the energy. I like everything that we was discussing. Um, so hopefully everybody will listen and comment, get the great feedback. And y'all know how I like to end this. Dream hard and don't sleep forever. Thank you. Peace. You, you, you are now an official hood genius. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Y'all know what to do. Hit that follow button.